Hi again from the Pointer Institute. I'm Jill Geisler, recording this podcast on the final day of 2012. You know, I often talk to you about the importance of communication and leadership. And as we move into the new year, I have one more such message to tell you, but this one is very personal. So much so that I want to read to you word for word the way I've written about it on the Pointer Institute's website. Here goes. At this time in 2011, I was eagerly awaiting the new year. My dream of publishing a book for managers would be realized in June. In that book, amid the advice and research, would be stories from my personal experience. Two of those stories involved bosses I worked for. They were two men who could not have been more different in their leadership styles, but both made an indelible impact on my life. One of them, a man named Andy Potus, knew he'd be in the book. In fact, my editor insisted that I run the copy past him. She thought it might offend him. After all, I revealed that I almost quit rather than work for Andy when he became my boss. I wrote that I thought of him as a brash and bottom-line fixated sales guy, and he saw me as a holier-than-thou newsperson bunkered in a silo with my team. Oh, there was more. I wrote this. He came from the Vince Lombardi School of Leadership. Like the legendary Green Bay Packers coach, he was tough, demanding, competitive, and quick to anger. But we both believed in quality journalism and community service, so we built from there. I learned that behind his intimidating persona was a quick mind that loved a robust debate with a respected sparring partner. As I earned Andy's trust, I could also tease him about his interesting idiosyncrasies, like wearing a jogging suit to work or parking his luxury car on sidewalks when he felt like it spouting unprintable invective about competitors or critics, and always, always raising the bar. Whatever we accomplished was to be celebrated, and then immediately topped. Now, to placate my editor, I called Andy and read that section, along with everything I'd written about how our one-year trial became a 15-year adventure. His response? Ah, guy, you're getting me choked up. What I knew that my editor didn't, was that tough guys don't mind at all being described as tough guys. And that tough guy co-hosted the first launch party for the book Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know, in Wisconsin, in June, at which I happily read that Andy passage to the crowd. Now, the second boss I wrote about didn't know he'd be in the book. I wanted to surprise Jim Naughton, the former president of the Pointer Institute. The last chapter of the book focuses on leadership values I treasure, integrity, humanity, and levity. Jim embodied them all with a special talent for levity in the workplace. I wrote that he brought just the right mix of gravitas and goofitas to his position as an academic leader. I described the pool table he installed in his office for all to use, his crazy hat collection, and his proclivity for practical jokes, always wickedly creative, but never cruel. And then I noted this. Now in retirement, Jim Naughton still smiles, even as he deals with the deadly serious challenge of cancer. On the last day of a series of radiation treatments, just for laughs, he surprised the clinic staff by showing up in a sumo wrestler costume, saying, Look what your radiation has done to me! In a book he's just written about his life as a serial prankster and his devotion to levity in good times and bad, he ends with these words, as long as I am able, I plan to laugh death in the face. And to that, I added in my book, Keep laughing, Jim, for a long time.
When the book came out, I sent a signed copy to Jim, directing him to the tribute to him in the closing pages. A scheduled cancer treatment kept Jim from attending a June book launch event at Pointer, but he emailed me with warm thanks and Naughton-esque wishes for bestsellerdom. June was a good month, but then came August. Early that month, we lost Jim. The damn cancer found a way to outperform the many medical moves that had kept it at bay over the years. Later in August, the seemingly indestructible Andy suffered a traumatic brain injury with all the challenges that such bodily insults bring, especially to people in their 80s. Last year at this time, I didn't envision this turn of events, didn't assume I'd be reading the passage about Jim at his memorial service, Didn't expect to be sending cards to Andy at his care center, hoping they reach him on a good day as I wait and hope for him to be well enough for a visit. But here's what I know this year. I'm comforted by knowing that I told two men, two leaders, why they mattered so much in my life. I did it very publicly in a book, but there's no reason I couldn't have delivered those thoughts and feelings to them personally and much sooner. And that's my message for you as a new year approaches. You can't imagine, much less predict, how life will play out. But you have one power that you can put to use right now. The ability to share all the good thoughts, the sincere gratitude, the great memories with people who've earned it, whether in your professional or personal life. Don't wait until it's time to say goodbye. Say it at hello. Write a note, make a call, look someone in the eye, and reveal what's in your heart. Go ahead, say it. I think it will increase the chances that you'll truly have a happy new year. Wishing you the best. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute.